What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Padding the Stats podcast. I'm Bose. This is TK. And we're going to get into a little college football and talk a little NBA since that started. Let's get into BYU versus UCF. I thought this game was going to be pretty good matchup. Wasn't close at all. BYU goes in. They beat the shit out of UCF. UCF's quarterback looked pretty awful, in my opinion. Zach Wilson doing Zach Wilson things, whatever, 400 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, this game was pretty much over after the first quarter. UCF had nothing for BYU. Right, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about uh, Sunday when we recorded. These, I mean, I don't know why BYU didn't get a better team to play against. I mean, obviously, like I said, no disrespect to UCF, but BYU is in the upper echelon as far as, like, teams in the country go. I mean, Zach Wilson is a monster. That dude's going to be probably the third quarterback drafted, if I had to guess, third or fourth. I mean, dude had 425 yards, and their running back went for 173. So, like you said, game was over after the first quarter. Just a beat down from BYU. Yeah, I mean, UCF's defense had no answer for Zach Wilson. And as far as, you know, Zach Wilson goes, I'm I'm going to probably go on record and say that he's going to get drafted before Justin Fields does. I really think that. That's a, that's a good take right there. I've been seeing a lot of uh, Georgia sports on Twitter, just like not necessarily the dogs, but just like Georgia sports as a whole, uh, advocating for the Falcons if he's available at number, I think we have the fourth pick right now, if he's available to, to scoop him up. But who knows what the fuck the Falcons need. I think Wilson will be a solid pickup for them. But, yeah, BYU wins that game 49-23. Yeah, let's just talk about, like, the the – I don't know if you want to call it matchmaking or whatever in these bowl games, but it's been pretty bad so far. I mean, App State beat North Texas by 28. Uh, Nevada beat Tulane 38-27. That game wasn't as close as the score would would make you think. Then this BYU game, Georgia Southern beat Louisiana Tech 38-3. Memphis is already winning 10-0 in the first quarter against FAU. I mean, I, I don't really know. I guess the no-win requirement thing – definitely has an effect on this, but just doesn't seem like any of these games are even competitive. I mean, there's a long way to go in that Florida Atlantic game. So we'll see how that turns out. I'm not so upset with that matchup necessarily as I am the BYU UCF. I think a one loss BYU team probably should have got a better matchup, but there are some other matchups that I don't believe were released the other day when we were talking they gave Tulsa, who's six and two, a three and seven Mississippi State team. I mean, I, I get it that Tulsa's not really a top program, but I mean they're ranked. Why can't why can't we have ranked matchups in these things? Right. Mississippi State is garbage. They might beat Tulsa though, so I don't I don't know. But again, I think I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna have a ranked team, at least pair them up with somebody close to being ranked. I understand a lot of teams are opting out, but you know, give them what you can. Don't give them Mississippi State. Obviously, in a regular season, Mississippi State wouldn't even have a bowl game this year. But, I mean, you can match Tulsa up with um, 
somebody like uh, San Jose State. I don't think they play each other in the regular season. So, yeah, right. I mean, you could have matched them up with somebody like that. Two teams, you know, similar rank. That could have been a matchup. I think Liberty would even be a good, an interesting game for them. For one Tulsa? one Liberty team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. I mean, you could have, gave, you could have given uh, San, Jose, San Jose State, you could have given them BYU or somebody. I, I don't know. I mean, they're just – And Coastal got disrespected with that. I mean, the 12th team in the country to pull an unranked team for the bowl game, bro, it just I – don't, I don't know. I think that's stupid. I think there was plenty of teams out there that you could match Coastal up against. Just, I mean, give them a shot, bro. Like, they didn't lose a game. Now they're going to play another team who, while they're a good team, I mean, they're not in – I don't feel like they're in the same league as a lot of these other teams ranked around Coastal Carolina. I just feel like you give them a shot, bro. Let us see if they're actually that good or if it was just the byproduct of playing in a – whatever conference they play in, play in a – I don't want to call it an easy schedule because they did beat BYU, but, I mean, just call it like it is. I mean, they didn't really have too many tough opponents on a national standard, I guess you would say. Give them a chance to prove themselves at least. I mean, Indiana sitting out there. They're, right. playing, they're playing fucking Ole Miss. Like, why would you give Indiana Ole Miss? I don't know, man. It just – it makes no sense to me. I mean, you got NC State playing Kentucky, who only has four wins on the season. NC State's a ranked team. I, I just really don't understand why these matchups happen the way they did. But it's obviously been a crazy season. It's a it's a weird bowl season. So at least make these games competitive. I mean, I'm I'm honestly more upset about Indiana getting Ole Miss than I am anything. I mean, why would Indiana play Ole Miss in a, in a bowl game when they're the number 11? It doesn't make any sense. makes zero sense. I mean, the number 11 team in the country. And why would you – if you have – you have the number 11 team playing an unranked team and the number 12 team playing an unranked team. How does that make sense, bro? Why would they not just play each other? It's just stupid. Like, these, these bowls, I don't know – I mean, I don't think these lower-tier bowls are going off of a conference-type – type platform where you have to have like one team from each conference or opposing conferences or whatever. And that, that shit is just stupid to me. I I don't, I don't get that at all, but Oh, shout out uh, army nine and two army for finally being able to get into a bowl game. Yeah. I mean, they're probably West Virginia. I think West Virginia is going to win that honestly. So I ain't going (laughs) to, I'm not going to bitch about how, a nine and two team is playing a five and four team in a bowl game because I mean, Army they just don't have the offense to keep up with a team like West Virginia. I'm not I'm not saying West Virginia's offense is lethal by any means, but I mean we're talking about Army for some of these teams. I guess if you want to say like get a better bowl game, I guess you should probably join a better conference, but that's not always in their hands. So, but yeah, I mean good right. good for them. I. I knew they should end up in a bowl because they, they were wanting to get into a bowl. They were supposed to be – what was it, the like Independence Bowl, I think they were supposed to be in? Pretty I'm sure. pretty in, sure. Yeah. Something around, something uh, like but that bowl got canceled like a lot of bowls have been. I think UAB, their bowl game got canceled, the, that which is the Gasparilla Bowl. I know the Pinstripe Bowl got canceled. I think they said because it was going to be too cold, which is okay, I guess. That's, that's interesting. Right. 
I mean, there's some other bowls that got canceled. I mean, the Sun Bowl was something that's played every year. I mean, the Sun Bowl itself, that's been around for a while. I think that's all really as far as, you know, games that were added to the schedule. We can talk about how Auburn hired their new head coach. Oh, yeah, that guy from Boise. I'll be honest, I don't really I don't really know a whole lot about the guy. I mean, I feel like Boise is one of those teams where they're really – I don't want to say consistent, but, I mean, they're generally a decent program. Like, I mean, a top 25, like 20 to 25 range school. So, I don't know how long he's been there. I really don't know shit about him, to be honest. But from what I've been reading about him, I mean, he seems to be doing all right up there with – well, I would assume less talent than he'll be able to – or than, than he will have at Auburn. But, shit, I don't know. What's your, what's your take on that? I mean, I'm not even saying it's a bad hire. He's a good coach. He recruits well for where he's at. I think going to Auburn, I doubt that he's not going to be able to recruit there necessarily I mean, because it's Auburn. I think – just the Auburn's logo will hold enough weight for him to be able to get good players in there. It's not that I think that he's a bad coach and they shouldn't have hired him, but why would Auburn hire Brian Harson and fire Gus Malzahn? I don't think that – Right. I don't think you're moving ahead. I kind of figured they, they had somebody that they were just ready to pull the trigger on after they fired Malzahn and, you know, all these other names got thrown out there. Uh, I think – Hugh Freeze's name was tossed out there. I don't know if that was ever a legitimate option. Yeah, I heard Hugh uh, Freeze. Yeah, but they went with Brian Harson. I just think, and I could be wrong, I think that's a lateral move. He hasn't proved anything at a high enough level for, for me to hire him at Auburn. I think you go out and you try to bring in somebody who's proven themselves at the Power 5 level and give them a shot or, you know, if you're going to take the chance, go out and get a coordinator from somebody from a team that has been proven at a power five level. But again, probably go not throw, go throw the bag at, at Steve Sarkeesian or some shit, bro. Like and, uh, Brent Venables, somebody like that. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, both those guys were definitely names that were thrown around during this whole thing. I think Venables, you know, he's, probably happy where he's at he's oh i'm sure yeah i mean he he that guy's getting paid over there and i think if it was an option then clemson probably threw some more money at him to keep him over in clemson and as far as sark goes possibly up for alabama's next head coach whenever saban decides to retire because i mean that can't be too far away from happening i mean there's been rumors of it this year already so But I don't know. I, I just think I think Brian Harson is a is a lateral move, if anything. But who knows? It could it could pan out well for him. I mean, the guy could be a great coach. I just don't know why he's been at Boise State and hasn't left yet. But he's leaving now and he's going to Auburn. So we'll see how that works out for him. Nothing wrong with the hire on his part. I just think for Auburn's or from Auburn's perspective, I think that they should have went out and found a proven guy to come in. I mean, my whole thing on this is that you fired Gus Malzahn and hired him. Gus Malzahn has done way more than Brian Harson has at a higher level. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah, just really a, a weird hire, to be honest. Um, but anyways, 
So that's really all I have for college football. Um, got another game, Hawaii-Houston tomorrow, Marshall and Buffalo Friday, and then three games on Saturday. Probably the only game of those I will be watching is Liberty and Coastal, which who knows if that's going to be a good game, bro. I mean, I, I like Liberty's quarterback. I can't think of dude's name off, off the top of my head. But I do like their quarterback, uh, and then you know Coastal's eleven and zero. They've played almost double the amount of games as Ohio State, but they're ranked number twelve. But uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, so I guess we can move in some NBA action. So season started off Nets versus Warriors, KD's return with Kyrie. Uh, so. Their offense looks electric, unstoppable. I mean, they they were moving the ball. It wasn't just ISO, 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 ISO. Um, it, it looked really good for them. It was interesting to me to, with Kyrie and KD on the floor. They had Spencer Dinwiddie running the ball up the floor, which is, hey, shit, I mean, more power to them. Uh, KD looks like KD, which is, I tweeted it on the, on, uh, the padding the stats podcast twitter speaking of follow us at padding stats pod dropped a little plug right there but uh yeah dude kd looked like kd and it's i i think he's got to be i mean if depending on how much he's going to play which i assume would be a pretty good bit considering he probably wants to play himself into game shape if you will uh, probably going to be in the runner for mvp this year i mean the dude's a certified bucket he gets he can score whenever he wants and uh on the other hand the warriors suck steph curry's playing by himself pretty much it seems him and james wiseman at least yeah i mean katie and kyrie looked pretty good last night uh kyrie 26 katie 22 points not much else really i mean they had I think I think Kyrie had four assists, Katie had three assists, and then five of them four on the rebounds. Katie did have uh, three steals and a block, but like you said, on the other side, the Warriors just—I mean, Steph Curry, you know, between him and Wiseman, that was the bulk of the points that they scored. I'm not too confident for the Warriors this season with what they put on the floor last night. Kind of wonder how that program went or well I'll say pro, that franchise went downhill so fast but I mean that's one big it was that this game was never really close I mean it was what 40 to I don't even remember 40 to 25 I think it was after the first quarter was over so yeah yeah the thing got out of hand quick you know the Warriors won the fourth quarter by two points outside of that I mean it, it just wasn't close yeah, uh, the Warriors need to get off Wiggins as soon as possible. Um, I saw a tweet that said he might be the worst 20-point-per-game guy in the league, and I've never heard anything more factual, to be honest. He shot four for 16, 13 points, two rebounds, one assist, one block, four turnovers. Just a bad look for him to be honest, especially when you're paying him like max contract money. Uh, not really sure 
who they're going to get for him, but they need to get off of him for sure. James Wiseman, shout out to him. First NBA game, dropped 19 and six. Uh, actually looked pretty good. I was, uh, I'm rooting for that guy. I'm not rooting for the Warriors, but I'm rooting for Wiseman in particular. And to be honest, him and Curry were the only bright spots on the team. Curry had 20 points, 10 assists, two steals. But even with all that, he was still a minus 23 in the plus minus. So it's not looking good for the Warriors. Obviously, they're playing uh, what I would consider a finals contender, championship contender, if you will, in the Nets. But still, not really a good look for the Warriors. The Nets are definitely one of the teams to look for coming out of the East. And like you said, the Warriors didn't look good. It's a, it was the first game of the season, so we'll see how they uh, how they end up. Wiggins, like you said, you know, terrible game, but Warriors lose that one. What was it, one twenty five to ninety nine? I think. Yep. Yeah. So not a good game. The only other game played on Tuesday was the Clippers and the Lakers. Clippers walk away with a win, one sixteen to one oh nine, and. You know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George did not look bad at all. I mean, yeah, Kawhi, I mean, Kawhi shot uh, – he didn't look good beyond the arc. He was one for eight from three. But outside of that, you know, he looked he looked pretty good. Uh, Paul George, definitely a step up from the last time I watched him play. And then on the <laughs> other side of the ball – It's not saying much. It's, it's not. It's kind of hard to go anywhere but up from there. But – on the other side of the ball, AD, 18 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. I'm sorry, seven rebounds, two assists. And then LeBron had 22 points, uh, five rebounds, five assists. So, you know, decent games out of those guys coming off of the postseason. And who knows how fresh those two guys are right now. Right. Uh, also, shout out to Dennis Schroeder. Two assists shy of a triple-double, 14, 12, and eight. Uh, didn't shoot the ball well at all, shot 33%, uh, 5 for 15. But on the other side, obviously, Paul George had a, a banger of a game, to be honest. I mean, only missed five shots the whole game. Like you said, had 33 points. Uh, and, I mean, he's he's showing you what he can do in the regular season. Clippers yeah. are back-to-back uh, -back opening day champions. They got a banner coming, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that works out for them in the end. The big thing for the Lakers was they weren't very good from three. I think they shot 31% from three-point range, which, you know, between AD and LeBron, they were three for ten, I think, and AD missed both of the threes that he took in that game. LeBron was three for eight. I mean, it's just something I'm yeah. sure – Sure, once you get into the swing of things, regular season, all that'll change. But like you said, right? Sure. And I really, go ahead. I really didn't expect them to to play too big of minutes, to be honest. Um, like, I mean, you look, Paul George played thirty six minutes, Kawhi played thirty four, um, and then you look down, AD played thirty one, which is really more than I anticipated him playing, but LeBron only played 28 minutes. So I figured they wouldn't play 
as heavy minutes as they normally would just due to the fact that they're coming off such a short layoff, the shortest layoff in professional sports history, I'm pretty sure. Um, shortest off season rather. But yeah, I mean, good win for the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much a, a Clippers hater, so I don't really have anything else good to say about them. But yeah, good one for them. Yeah, I mean, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So there's a lot of basketball left to be played this season, and the Lakers, they'll be one of those teams at the top in the playoffs and probably competing for a, another final. We'll go into tonight's games, which is the bulk of them, and we'll kind of just hit on what's going on because a lot of these games are – well, a lot of these games haven't even started yet, but there's a decent amount that have started. The uh, – the heater down to the magic right now, 55 to 49. I mean, it's two minutes left in the first half. Not looking bad for the heat necessarily. I mean, they're only down six right now, but you know, the magic, they're looking pretty good right now. The heat from three point range they're I mean, they're five for eight, but I mean, that's 62%. So they're, they're looking okay there. Bam has 14 points. Yeah. He's, he's leading for the heat and points right now. And then on the opposite side, you got Ross, who's a bench player for the Magic, is leading them in points with 12 right now. Yeah, Terrence Ross has been a bucket for a long-ass time. Uh, ever since he played in, where was it, Toronto, I want to say, with the Raptors. I just remember him having some ridiculous poster in, uh, in Toronto. But here's a game that's kind of interesting that's going on right now. The Cavs are beating up on the uh, on the Hornets, 61 to 44. Colin Sexton is six for six, three of three from three. Looking looking like a career day for Colin Sexton over here. JaVale McGee's going crazy coming off the bench. Everybody on the Cavs is, is hooping and everybody on the, the Hornets is not. Yeah, the Hornets, so, they don't even have anybody we'll, we'll on double digits right now. They got Hayward with nine, and that's the closest they have. Everybody else is under that. I actually thought he was supposed to be out with some sort of hand injury, but maybe I read something wrong. I don't know. But yeah, the Hornets suck. The Cavs suck, too. So, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, the Knicks are winning a game. This is not a drill. The Knicks are winning a game. Uh, up two points on the Pacers. I'm sure they'll lose, to be honest. Uh, let's see who's doing good. RJ, okay, four for four already. Two rebounds, three assists. And that's about it. Sabonis for the Pacers, 17 points already. Malcolm Brogdon has 10 already. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to keep up with these games in progress because everything happens so damn fast. Like, the Pacers just scored right now, so... Yeah, I mean, these stats are going to change. Uh, Wizards and pay, uh, sorry, 76ers are locked up 57 57. Westbrook has nine, Beal has 11. And then on the other side, Embiid is looking pretty good. He has 14. Looks like that half is about to end. So, and then outside of that, uh, uh, Milton has 10 for the Sixers. So, pretty close game Shake. right there. Yeah. Looking pretty good, or looking like a pretty good game right there. But like Westbrook's you said, on triple double watch. He's already got nine, seven, and nine. Good gosh, 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that'll happen. He's got a whole other half to <laughs> get a couple stats. He's definitely going to get a triple-double. Yeah, and one of the – probably the most anticipated games of the night, not just what's going on right now, but the Bucks and the Celtics. Bucks are up 34-31. That's in the first quarter. <laughs> I just, well, the first quarter just ended. I mean, that's, that's a high-scoring game right there. There is zero defense being played in this matchup. Yeah, that's one to watch. But, I mean, really nobody, as far as points are concerned, uh, you know, stand out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, Evenly spread across the board. Yeah. Uh, shout out Drew Holiday played 11 of the 12 minutes in the first quarter. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I mean, I guess Giannis is not getting involved. He has two turnovers and no other stats outside of the two field goals he's made. Over two from three. And then on the other end, just a lot of ball movement, it seems like, because it's pretty spread out in terms of points go. Uh, but, again, it's the first quarter. So, you know, six in the first, not terrible. And who knows? I mean, Giannis could easily turn his game around. But a good good yeah, matchup probably on the list. 30. More than likely. Uh, what else we uh, got? Last game is going on right now. The Raptors and the Pels, 23-20 Raptors. Uh, first quarter is almost over. Nothing really standing out, obviously, because it's so early on. But uh, that might be a good game to watch, too, honestly. I'm curious how the spacing is going to be for the Pelicans because they really only have one good shooter on the floor, and that's Brandon Ingram, and he's more of a mid-range guy. Uh that's an interesting lineup that they're running right now with Lonzo, Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams, Zion, and B.I. So I would think they would have J.J. Redick in there. Uh, it looks like he's coming off the bench. But, hey, I mean, who knows? Whatever works for him, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's about all I have for NBA in terms of what's going on. I don't – I guess we can talk about James Harden. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Oh, he actually – let me see here. I believe he just got fined uh, 50K, if I'm not mistaken. Ouch. For, like, detrimental conduct or some shit. Oh, yeah, the Rockets and Thunder game was actually postponed. Not sure when they moved it to, but it was supposed to be today, if I'm not mistaken, and it got postponed. Uh, so there's a shitload of other games coming on today as well. A couple good ones, but anyways, the James Harden saga. What is? What are your your thoughts on that? So I mean, what what's the story? He he broke the COVID protocol. Was he going to a strip club? Is that what it was? Yeah, apparently he was like at a function. I don't think it was at a strip club. I think he was just at some kind of function, not wearing a mask. Just fucking stupid, but I guess that's <laughs> part of the rules. Yeah, I mean, I just really haven't seen much on it. But what I have seen is just a lot of jokes on Twitter about him going into a strip club. But I, I have no idea. Maybe that's maybe there's a deeper meaning to these to these memes I've been seeing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's what are you gonna do? I mean, the guys. I guess we're gonna have to go back to the bubble or something. The guy's a professional athlete. He knows what he's supposed to be doing. So. Who knows? Maybe he's just trying to get traded or something. Just get in as much trouble as possible and then get traded. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that's really what it is. I think he's kind of throwing a a temper tantrum. 
to be honest. But, I mean, who knows? I think he'll probably be gone by the end of next week. The end of next week. So that's really about all I got. Um, I guess we got a couple of hot takes we can go into. Shout out to my boy Cameron for these on Twitter. So his first one is Giannis three-peats on MVPs. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and say he's not going to. I mean, the odds would say that he's not. I mean, it's a hot take. I'll agree. It's a hot take. Is it impossible? No. Is it likely? Maybe. I don't know. But I'm going to say no as well. I I just don't think that he's going to three-peat this year. I think that there are some other guys out there. I mean, you got KD coming back. There's a good chance that he doesn't three-peat. So, Uh, the next one. Yeah. Nets make the finals. That's not a hot take, in my opinion. Not at all. I I mean, that's pretty much common knowledge. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at Nets teams in the past, I would call it a hot take, but you're looking at a Nets team with KD, with Kyrie. So, not going to call it a hot take. But at the same time, maybe it is. Who knows? I mean, he's coming out of the East, so he has a he has a little bit easier path into the finals. Not to say that there aren't some good teams, you know, in the East, but I think the Nets making the finals, especially after watching what they did last night, I wouldn't call it a hot take, but who knows? I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie can get injured. KD can get injured. So I guess yeah, I guess yeah. I, I can I mean, see I can see it being a hot take. Really, the only team I think you need to worry about as far as they're concerned would probably be the Bucks or the Celtics, to be honest. Um, I don't really see any other teams in the East that are going to be competing at that level. Uh, maybe Philly, if they can figure that shit out, but they haven't been able to thus far. I don't. Nothing's really showing me anything that would uh, indicate that they've got it figured out now. But, I mean – I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a hot take just because I feel like they're probably the favorites, especially after how they looked last night. I, I feel like they're probably the favorites to come out of the East. I mean, the Heat, they have a good team. Uh, I just don't one. think that – I just don't think oh, they're yeah, big they enough. Too. I don't think they're big enough to – which, who knows? I mean, that, 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 team beat, uh, that team beat Milwaukee last year. So, Or I say last year like it was so long ago, last season. Who knows? Wait, I mean, when James Harden gets traded to the Heat, who knows what's going to happen? That's a hot take. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you even want that, to be honest, dude. I feel like that would fuck up the culture that they have going on down there. I, I think, I think that's what makes Miami so great is the is just the the culture around the the franchise. They're just a a. I don't even know how you would a blue collar, I guess you would call it. I mean, they're just a bunch of dudes. None, none of them are really like crazy good or anything. I mean, obviously you got Jimmy Butler, who's an all-star, but we're not talking about any kind of superstar caliber player here. No, and I mean, they just win. I mean, they just put their nose to the fucking, to the grindstone, if you will, and just win. Yeah. They kind of just outlast teams, just, kind of hard-nosed basketball. I mean, like you said, Jimmy Butler is their star player. And looking at that, that's not a super team by any means, but a really good team nonetheless with what they have. And I'm not a Harden fan. Uh, I see a lot of Heat fans that 
that want James Harden, I think go after after another option instead of going after James Harden. I mean, he's one of the best scorers in the league. So who knows how that would work out? You know, maybe he would get over there and fit in well and gel with that team. But again, hasn't happened yet. Possibly, maybe, maybe not. But uh, our last hot take. Seattle versus KC in the Super Bowl. That's half a hot take. Half a hot take. I, I mean, I, I would write in KC right now for the Super Bowl as far as Seattle's concerned. They have been playing really well lately, though. Uh, getting Carlos Dunlap was was huge for them. I mean, they're probably going to win their division. I, mean, I think they've already clinched the division, if I'm being honest. Uh, I'm pretty sure they clinched the division already. Okay, no, they clinched the playoffs. They didn't clinch the division yet, but they're probably going to. I mean, the Rams are the team below them. Let's see, they're on a two-game win streak. I think they've won three of their last four. When it comes to the NFC, though, I mean, you gotta look at you gotta look at New Orleans, Green Bay. I mean, I'm probably picking both of those teams over Seattle. And even, yeah. I mean, Tampa Bay is probably going to make the wild card. So you, I, I don't know if I would pick them over Seattle, but they're all, I mean, they're going to be a threat with Tom Brady at quarterback. I think there's a good amount of teams that can beat Seattle in the, in the playoffs. But again, I mean, that Seattle making it to the Super Bowl, that's, that is the hot take in this thing. The Chiefs, not really. I mean, it would be less, it would be more weird if they, if the, if Casey didn't make it to the, to the Super Bowl really and truly. But I mean, there's some good teams coming out of that side, obviously. But when you look at that, I mean, the Steelers are not looking good. You know, they might, they might finish like 11 and five or something at this rate, but uh, Buffalo come on real strong Miami, you know, they've been looking pretty good with Tua. And then outside of that, I mean, obviously the Colts look good. So, and I mean, even Cleveland, I mean, Cleveland's look really good. Look at, I mean, the AFC North is, a, a pretty good looking division because you mean you got Pittsburgh, you got Cleveland, you got Baltimore, all three pretty good teams. And then outside of that, you really, I mean, KC, they really don't have anybody in their division. Uh, you have the Colts in Tennessee in the South and you, in the AFC East, you have Buffalo and Miami. And, uh, you know, again, outside of that, really nothing. So the AFC North by far the best division in the AFC. Oh yeah. I mean, for sure. Normally, I would say it's probably between the North and the East as far as the best division in the AFC, just because the Patriots are normally a good team. But, uh, yeah, they're ass this year. The Jets are obviously always bad. But, yeah, I mean, look at the looking at the other ones, like you already mentioned, the North has three teams that are – I don't think the Ravens are going to make the playoffs. But uh, – Cleveland and Pittsburgh will definitely make the playoffs. And, yeah, Kansas City, the only team that they have to worry about, which they don't even have to worry about. They've already clinched uh, the division. But the Raiders, who only play good against Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, and they're sitting 7-7, seven and seven, so unlikely there. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, there's, there's some football left to be played. So, And then, meanwhile, you look at the, the NFC and it's – yeah, every division there is about as top heavy as it gets outside of the West, I, in my opinion. I mean, because the West has Seattle, LA, and Arizona. And 
you know, the South has New Orleans, they have Tampa Bay. They have nothing outside of that. And then the North has Green Bay. And then you have Washington, who <laughs> is worse than – I mean, Washington's right on par with the bottom feeder San Francisco 49ers of the West, if we're being honest. Right. Yeah, that's that's all I got today. I don't know if you got anything else. Oh, shout out to the uh, – shout out the Hawks. About to put hands on the Bulls. But that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. It's already 20 to 9, by the way. 20 to 9, the Hawks' favor. That's – Looking pretty good for ATL on that four one. Minutes. Good gosh. That is an alarming rate. But yeah, that's all I have <laughs> for to say. I mean that game that game's on pace to be record breaking right there. So we'll we'll get on pace to on score two hundred. Good God. That would that would be crazy. Go follow us on Twitter at Padding Stats Pod. You can follow myself at B-O-Z-E-P-T-S-P. And you can follow TK at T-K-P-T-S-P. And we'll catch y'all next time. Yep.